Love what you hear? Be sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash finish the fight for exclusive episodes, insights, and even our D&D adventure. This is Spartan 117. Anyone hear me? Over. Isolate that signal. Master Chief, you mind telling me what you're doing on that ship? Sir, finishing this fight. Welcome back to Finish the Fight, a Halo podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Reiner. And I'm your host, Alex Kendall. And as always, let's go through some of the updates that's been going on in Halo lately. We have some, I think, really the biggest thing is that marketing for Infinite is seeing a huge push right now. Yeah, so it's it's less news and more conspiracy theory news in a way, I mm-hmm. guess you would say. I have my tinfoil hat on right now. Yeah, we've, we've plopped them on. We've got our fuzzy boots on. We know what's going on. Or to the pulse in the ground. No, it's it's just interesting <laughs> to see that, you know, we saw a supposed squash rumor from... Or Brian Gerard squashed it, but it was posted on a lot of retail websites that the launch for Infinite was November 2021. Mm-hmm. You know, the the full year after it was kind of supposed to, like, release with everything, and they were speculating it's going to happen on this date. But they said, no, 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 no. Those are placeholders. They don't have an official date yet. No one does. Even us. So, <laughs> so you know, take that as it is. Because like Jesse said, marketing is blowing up right now. We just had the Taco yes. Bell commercial drop. We've had plenty of just other collabs that are happening around mm-hmm. us. Even stuff like Xbox official Twitter and the Microsoft one and the Halo one are all pushing Halo fan art right now. So is that to just keep the audience amped for a full year or are we actually seeing that maybe it's going to be a Q1, Q2, like yeah. late spring, summer release? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, and we've had this discussion in the Discord, join that by the way, but it's like, I feel like we would get four to six month notice yeah. if it's coming out. And so it's like, again, I could be wrong. They could say it's dropping next month. And we don't know, uh, you know, because obviously it's supposed to be a launch title for the new Xbox. Yes. That's a huge, huge blow to them. Yeah. So I don't know if Microsoft would truly allow it to be like a full year after release because that's four quarters of reports on the sale of the console. And I know that they're transitioning a lot over to Game Pass and they've even said like, we don't really care about the hardware. Like Mm -hmm. that's a thing to like let you play it, but we won't be able to play everywhere. And it's funny. It almost feels like, like daddy Microsoft was like, well, if you're not putting Halo out, I'm buying Skyrim. <laughs> you know, that was another thing that came out that, that X, uh, Microsoft did buy the parent Bethesda studio. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have all those on Game Pass. Oh, and as well, tiny bit of Xbox news, EA Play, which is EA's kind of subscription, is actually coming to Game Pass as well. So that is going to be dropping later October or early November. I forget what it was. Incredible. It's definitely a very odd time within, like, the the console war that's mm-hmm. kind of like putting you on your seat. Well, that's the thing the too. Edge of your seat. They they know. Like, I love Nintendo because they just don't care, and they produce stuff that you'll always play. Nintendo is just like doing their own thing. They don't care. Well, and they know they're like want me to want me to make a memorable character. Here's forty of them, <laughs> and then Sony and Microsoft are like, we made two. Do you, <laughs> we... Guys, do you guys remember Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> the mascot for the PS One. He's back now. Finally, mm-hmm. uh, Master Chief is somewhere. 
Yeah, he's still the mascot, but now, but now it's Craig. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's let's get on to it. Let's get on to our topic at hand. And what is that, Jesse? It is Halo Two anniversary. So I know that our previous episode we talked about the Master Chief Collection, mm-hmm. but really, this is a release in it of its own self. Like I didn't want to just kind of do a two paragraph blurb about this. Yeah, because even though they released as part of the same bundle. It was kind of just like, why release it separately when we can put it together this to really make you want to buy it, spend that 60 bucks originally mm-hmm. to jump into a kind of broken game, <laughs> but to be able to play what, what I would say hands down thus far as a mainline game, mm-hmm. the most beautiful looking game, mm-hmm. so well done, and honestly, I think better than what CE did for their anniversary, yes. I, I think took it to 11 and really did it justice. Yeah, well, with CE, I think they were kind of just, you know, testing the waters. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they're like, we don't know exactly what we're doing, but the CE product was pretty good when we got it. And yeah. then you see Halo 2 Anniversary, and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. You can do that? Yeah. But yeah, so let, let's talk about the game itself. Halo 2 Anniversary is the remastered version of the original 2004 Halo 2 released on November 11th, 2014. Halo 2 Anniversary launched as a part of the Master Chief Collection and was the first Halo game to support the Xbox One feature Halo channel. You know, we talked about that where it's like if you want to view a terminal, you jump out of the game into the Halo channel to watch it. Yes, into kind of its own hub. It makes sense in a way. And we'll talk a little bit about this, but the Xbox just being so slow to boot two different softwares, it was just rough. Yeah, it was it was bizarre, but oh well. The game was later released on PC May 12th, 2020. So Halo 2 Anniversary would use all of the same coding from Halo 2, meaning all the bugs, glitches, and Easter eggs would be present in the game to ensure that it felt like the original Halo 2. Mm-hmm. The game, along with the rest of the MCC, has sold over 3 million copies to date, with the number continually growing thanks to the PC releases. Now, many fans and critics of the Halo series have regarded Halo 2 Anniversary as the all-around best-looking and feeling Halo game. Once again, like I said, agree with that. It's the same way that I think with Halo Wars 2. Mm -hmm. That's a movie. Yes. Like, those cutscenes are beautiful. So they've kind of taken that same aspects to Halo 2 Anniversary, in my opinion, and just made it feel really good. Yes. Now we're going to jump back to last year. Yes. So kind of where we started this as, you know, little baby podcasters. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to give you a little bit more about Halo 2 and stuff that we've kind of discovered, kind of doing a lot more research into this mm-hmm. with 2A and Halo 2 in itself. So we'll give you some tidbits that we missed. So that way you can, you know, cool those keyboards off, knock those comments out of there, and keep them to yourself, because we're going to fix what we miss. <laughs> exactly. So to start off, we'll give you give an idea. So kind of bullet point these, just to give you some cool stuff. You know, on Zanzibar, there was supposed to be a Banshee. You know, they, they originally were going to have it there, but obviously that to me would just make it a little unfair. Just a little bit. Just just a tad bit. If you're going <laughs> like, you know, like a, a one assault, you just have a Banshee fly mm-hmm. in, swoop, swoop, see you later. So didn't have that. Lockout was going to be a 1v1 map. Um, you know, it kind of became a 2v2 haven in the OG mm. Halo, day, Halo 2 days, but, you know, very cool. Midship was originally a, a 2v2 capture the flag map. Yeah, and it was always interesting, like, doing research for Halo 2 Anniversary when you hear Max Oberman, who did a lot of this stuff himself, just spitball these, like, yeah, oh yeah, that was supposed to be a 2v2. Mm-hmm. We just changed it. 
Yeah. Like, it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, you had like Gemini, which I didn't realize was originally a marathon map. Oh, kind of ported over mm-hmm. and, and fixed yeah, up. Like, cool. Yeah. Also, the scarab that is in Halo 2 was supposed to originally be in Halo Combat Evolved, which I did not know whatsoever. Uh, and this is something that I, I don't know how I missed, but I missed it. In the mission Regret in Halo 2, the prophet of Regret is actually singing the Halo melody. Before she oh, uh, Cortana nice. snaps her fingers, he's actually doing that monk chant. Never knew that. Don't know how I missed it. One thing that I'm really glad that was avoided was there was like talks of having Miranda Keys and Sergeant Johnson be romantically involved. Well, that's weird because there's like a 20 year difference, I think, if not more. Yeah, and it's just it's just an oddity that didn't need to be forced. No. So I'm definitely glad that wasn't explored further because we're already having that with Chief and Cortana. Uh, the Halo ring in the game was never a part of the original story. Yeah. I, and I forget at what point they decided to add that in, but I think a lot more of it was supposed to take place on Earth. On Earth, and I think some ship stuff, like going to Covenant mm-hmm. ships up there and dealing with stuff. So it's interesting to see that exploring the lore more and pushing that, like, oh, there's you know seven rings because we're Bungie. And, and obviously 343 expanded that as well. We also had that the matchmaking system that shipped with the game almost didn't happen. Players hated the idea of letting the game itself choose. The researchers, Randy Pegalion and John Hopson at Microsoft, suggested to Bungie that they change the system. But Bungie <laughs> stood their guy like, no, 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 this will work. No amount of evidence from the researchers would change their mind. Even though the researchers were ultimately wrong, this actually strengthened the relationship with Bungie for the Halo 3 research and had them more integrated into the design of the game overall. So it's kind of like that we're button heads, like, no, mm-hmm. I'm right, I'm right. And then on 3, they go, we're both right. Let's work together. Well, yeah, that's what I love is that ultimately those guys were wrong, but they're like, no, we appreciate your insight. Work closer exactly. with us. It's, it's like, thank you for trying to point these things out and to do this. Why don't we work together in the next one to make mm-hmm. sure that it meets both criteria and can be the best it can be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for this next one, I remember you sent me this actually after we had released the Halo 2 mm-hmm. episode. And I was like, this has got to come in again. But Halo 2 Vista, which was the PC version of Halo 2, was delayed due to a photo of Charlie Goff, who was a lead engineer at Bungie, mooning Steve Ballmer, who was a former Microsoft exec. And this photo was found hidden within the code itself. It was a .ass file, mm-hmm. which I love. <laughs> yeah, this photo was actually a secret at Bungie that would make its rounds around the office. The photo made its way into the, the part of the game as as you had said a dot ass error. Mm-hmm. Eventually, uh, the ESRB discovered this and made Microsoft change the rating of the game to add nudity as part of the M rating, or they'd they'd face like a huge fine. <laughs> like it's so bizarre, but I love it. So this led to many of the boxing being recalled to change the rating sticker to have that that nudity mm-hmm. on there, which you'd never think about for Halo. This ended up costing Microsoft half a million dollars, and it was rumored that a few Microsoft employees were fired over it. No Bungie employees, but Microsoft employees. Hey, they released it. They knew. <laughs> But also, the Halo 2 PC servers were shut down February 2013 after seeing that peak hours of the game were only seeing about 20 players. And you're losing money on those servers at that point, unfortunately. Which I didn't even realize the the PC servers were around longer than the console servers? PC players, they just hold on to games like, <laughs> let me jump into that. That's what we do. The final Halo 2 players that kept the servers alive actually for like three and a half weeks... They never really planned to do it. 
Instead, it just kind of like organically happened with them. Uh, a lot of the players planned on throwing in the towel, but kept going due to the community support. Player to be continued was actually live streaming his efforts to keep the servers alive. And when his Xbox 360 finally crashed, people on his stream were just crying out and just losing it because it was just yes. such an emotional roller coaster. By the way, going back, this was the Halo 2 on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it was just crazy to see, like, it just happened because these people were just playing it and loved it. And then the community kind of picked up that, you know, the servers were going down. Like, if you keep yes. the Xbox on, they cannot stop. Yeah. And remember, these were the guys that, that Bungie was like, We'll give you a early uh, Halo Reach beta if you if you uh, stop it. And they're just like, no. I think they got the beta, the early access anyways. But, yeah. but it's still, like, amazing to see. Moving on from that, I love because, you know, we talked about Steve Vai was, had played some guitar tracks in the Halo 2 soundtrack. He had told Marty O'Donnell, uh, the composer, that after he told his sons that he played on the Halo 2 soundtrack, they were like, Oh, we finally have a cool dad now. Like <laughs> even though Steve Vai, who's just shredding it up everywhere, is mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you play on Halo 2? Cool. Oh, you're finally cool now. You're not some nerd." <laughs> and, and I will say, I had to add this in for my unconditional love of Maroon Five. That supposedly there's a recording of the vocalist of Maroon Five, Adam Levine, singing the Halo theme song that was going to be used in Halo Two. Because remember, I think it was Combat Evolved. Songs about Jane was was almost delayed because Maroon 5 didn't want to record. They just want to keep playing Halo Combat Evolved, mm-hmm. which I think is hilarious, actually. Oh, yeah. And then talking about vocals as well, the the vocals for Follow by Incubus were cut out of the official release due to legal issues. So I know that there's some vocals, I think, but I think there was supposed to be more of like a chorus and verse and bridge and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Moving on with this, like one thing I really love is O'Donnell actually still has all these OG vocal track recordings for like the end of halo 2 so basically kind Mm -hmm. of all these different options for it yeah the the original one and it's kind of like this hot topic will he ever release it Mm -hmm. legally can he ever release it it's exactly like was it signed just with bungie will bungie give a blessing or is it all microsoft you know it depends Mm -hmm. on how all that was signed so it'll be interesting also when d bradley baker voiced the gravemine his voice was barely edited that kind of double boomy voice that is going on that kind of double bravado Mm -hmm. that's just him Yes, which I didn't believe until I saw, like, an OG video of it. Because he just, like, doubles over his voice, so he has, like, a high end and a low end, mm-hmm. and they're, like, yeah, as you said, like, vibrato in there. It's it's terrifying that someone's voice can do that, but it's amazing. Sadly, wasted on a grave of mine. <laughs> and finally, Steve Downs tried to be good at Halo after the release of Halo 2. He said, hey... I now know what video games are after doing two games. <laughs> uh, maybe I should try this, a uh, dabble in these games of video. He ended up getting an Xbox with Xbox Live, but he didn't really get far and like bought all this stuff, souped up his equipment, but like typical dad gamer, he just couldn't figure out how to get out of the first section. He was running in the corner or pointing at the ground a bunch, essentially. I love, <laughs> like, there's two six. Back in my day, I shot this one. I shot a thing with a button on top for Pong. <laughs> and uh, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's a true dad move. And I love that. He just goes, well, I'm done with this. Well, yeah, because I've watched in interviews later. Uh, they're like, do you play the games? He's like, no. <laughs> he just, just no hesitation. Nope. Yeah. I've bought them. I own them. Will not play them. 
<laughs> but yeah, now so that we we've wrapped up the original Halo Two stuff that we kind of missed mm-hmm. uh, since last year. Yeah, you know, just some just some fun tidbits to wrap it up. Some little little lore bits, like mm-hmm. some some fun BTS. Yeah, so let's talk about the early stages of development for Halo Two Anniversary itself. Mm-hmm. And some of this is some recap from the Master Chief Collection episode. But when 343 Industries announced that they would be remaking Halo Combat Evolved, many, if not all, Halo fans were quick to request and assume that Halo 2 remake was right around the corner. Yeah. But 343 Industries would dodge the question of a Halo 2 anniversary remake with simply stating that they were focusing on Halo 4 at the time of its development. You feel so bad for them sometimes because, like I said, these are at conventions and E3s mm-hmm. and stuff. And be like, when's Halo 2A coming out? Oh, so Halo 4? Like, we don't want your stepchild. We want Halo 2A. Yeah, and it's literally what they're like, we're just too busy with Halo 4 right now, even though that they were slowly spawning the small team, the small little growth. Yeah, and it's the same thing we'll we'll hear later in this, but like, when people are like, when's Halo 3A coming out? They're like, well, we're not making Halo 3 or 4 in this, like... They're like, we didn't up. ask about that. We don't want Halo 4. We just want 3. <laughs> but, but there were countless rumors that would still come from uh, a Halo 2 anniversary release. Yeah, I mean, from all around, from a little mm-hmm. bit of insider stuff, but also, like you said, a little bit of leaks mm-hmm. here and there. You're always going to have them when you have major teams yes. building up a simple nod to your kid, mention over here, and it blows up from there. Yeah, but there was no question about it. Like, in the back of their minds, 343 Industries were like, we're totally doing this. Mm -hmm. We just, again, we've talked about they can't say that they're going to do it because what if they end up not? For whatever reason, they're kind of in trouble. What if they Halo Infinite and they... uh... Say they're going to release it, and then they don't. (laughs) So the Master Chief Collection originally wasn't going to be a collection at all. Originally, there were no plans for it. Instead, 343 Industries were originally just going to release Halo 2 Anniversary and call it a day. Mm -hmm. Microsoft needed a Halo title to be released as a launch title for the Xbox One. But since Halo 4 would wrap up the end of the 360's life cycle and Halo 5 was too early in development, they settled on Halo 2 Anniversary. It also helped that the timing was perfect because they released it a couple days after, you know, 10 10 years to the day afterwards. Exactly. Producer Dan Ayub would call certain affinity, who we're hearing the news today, Mm -hmm. and former Halo dev Max Hoberman, and ask, quote, Max... What if you could go back to Halo 2 today? What if you were making it with today's hardware? What are things you wish you could do or could have done then that you couldn't either because of time or technology? Hoberman was quick to jump on this project, obviously, since he had such a heavy hand in the development of Halo 2 itself. Mm -hmm. And Microsoft loved the idea, too. This was a task that 343 Industries could not handle on their own, though. So they would once again team up with Saber Interactive to help bring Halo 2 to 2014 standards of video game visual fidelity. Like Combat Evolved Anniversary, Saber would create a new hybrid engine on top of the original. You know, kind of switching back and forth Mm -hmm. and be able to kind of piggyback off of it. The ability to switch back and forth from old to new graphics would carry over from CEA to 2A. Unlike Combat Evolved Anniversary, though, there was no fade in or fade out. The switch was instant. Mm-hmm. Like Combat Evolved Anniversary, all of the glitches in the game were left in, having the game played the exact same way it did in 2004. The new models for all AIs weren't exactly created from scratch for 2A, instead grafted models put together from bits and pieces of multiple Halo titles, so yeah, it pulling was, on what they had. It was mainly, I saw, I think, 3, Region 4. Yeah, with some of the later titles, they, mm-hmm. they combined some of it, because obviously they fine-tuned 
over 10 years, basically, Yes, to be able to get this going. Yeah. Like Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, all the sound effects would be re-recorded for Halo 2 Anniversary. Energy swords now sounded like electrified glass instead of being tiny and impotent in the original game. Plasma grenades no longer poofed. They now whined and whistled to better embody the natural and ergonomic sounds of the Covenant. The audio team at 343 Industries would even travel to the Tacoma Police Department and live fire weapons with 20 microphones stationed around the range. You know, and they don't have the SMG sounding like popcorn in a microwave anymore as well. I kind of liked popcorn SMGs. I did too. It was just so <laughs> reminiscent of like gaming of that era when sound design was kind of just pulling from 20 sounds in a bank and being yes. like, I kind of mix them, like make it screech a little higher, mm. lower the tune. But yeah, this is really where we see 343 and, and a lot of game designers at that time putting a lot more money into sound design and yes. effort into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like you said, going to live fire ranges, recording animals, recording different you know aspects that aren't just the human physicality of it but Mm -hmm. like other different aspects in it yeah and this time as well when players switch back and forth between the old and new game all the sound effects you know will be older new as well as the music yes because remember it was a big deal with combat evolved anniversary where frank o'connor literally was like why would you want to listen to the old music Mm -hmm. and you're like well if you're going to switch the graphics back let's switch the music back too yeah how do you not figure people want that nostalgia like they, they want that that why would you put the old graphics in if yeah. you didn't want to put everything in. So so regarding the cutscenes itself, mm-hmm. I, I want to start off with this uh, quote from Dan Ayub. And he says, uh, I still remember the first image that I got sent over from Blur. I accused them of sending me a picture of some dude. I was like, this looks too good. This can't actually be what it's going to look like. And touching on Blur Studios, if you've seen Blur, you know Blur. If you've seen any of the World of Warcraft League of Legends, like any cinematics that go, that is very good. That's, it, that's literally anything that's way too good. Just assume it's blur. It's blur. I mean, working on you know Halo Wars two, and obviously with with two A, it's just mm-hmm. so awesome that y- you get that touch and the magic that blur creates. I mean, they are in the highest echelon of mm-hmm. CG right now, and like they're still pumping out amazing, amazing content. Well, it's it's crazy how like even when we saw the original Halo Wars, like how can it get better than this? Mm-hmm. And, and they just keep getting better. It's just perfect. Three for three industries look back at previous Halo titles. You know, so so they're looking back. They go, hey, we got blur on this. Let's just see what we got going on previously to kind of make the game. Let's let's jazz it up. What do we do wrong? What do we do right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they saw that Wars definitely had the best cutscenes. Yes. So they're like, how, how can we improve on that? And they knew that with blur, they're like, you can you can take like what we did back then with like seven polygons. And uh, make it look good, right? And put millions of polygons. Yeah, make it look good. And so when Blur was approached, they just couldn't say no. Like, how how could you say no to like one of the biggest franchises of all time? When they're like, "Hey, do you want to take this classic and like do your spin?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, uh, yeah, that sounds fantastic." But you know, once they did accept the job, though, they had to figure out how to do it. They had to figure out how to make this modern. And this was a pretty difficult task for them. They weren't really given too much freedom that they thought they would originally. But, understandably, they pretty much had to go shot for shot what they had previously. Mm-hmm. They, they did have to, you know, have a total amount of an hour of cutscenes. And that was the big thing to have in there was recreate some of the originals, doctor up some stuff, but you need about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not shot for shot. Some things are a little different, but mm-hmm. overall, it's the same thing. That, exactly. They've made some improvements on it or some stuff that may have been obscure 
in the OG or not even be able to handle in the OG. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've improved on it, which is which is definitely nice. Yeah, you know, they assumed that they would have mountains of original concept art to work on, you know, like some other stuff to do. But due to the hectic nature of the original Halo 2's development and knowing Bungie, there weren't much to be found. Thus, they had to create their own concept art. What concept art they did get was their models created from the Halo War cutscenes. So they were able to kind of sparse with those mm-hmm. and kind of put those in, especially for like the Marines and a couple other things they had to, to work with. Yeah. So they had a little bit to sample off of. 343 Industries felt their work on that game was the gold standard for Halo 2 anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Blur also had to find actors that looked the part and could act while also acting out the scenes and lip syncing them. So remember, mm-hmm. th- that's the only, really the only thing that really wasn't redone was the voice acting for Halo 2. Yes. So you have, you know, they had to do mocap scenes where they're lip syncing as well, which I feel like is 10 times more complicated than reading or, you know, acting out the scenes, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Especially um, like hitting your mark precisely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually they found Becky King, who would play Cortana, Courtney Munch, who would play Miranda, and Damien Potier, who was Johnson, the Brutes, and the Arbiter. So Potier actually never intended to be in the project. Instead, he was visiting the studio to see one of the animation directors, and the rest of the studio thought he had the look for Johnson. They would audition him the same day, and he got the job. He would, though, have to shave all of his face for the project, so Johnson's mustache is actually fake it's not real i'm sorry folks well yeah it's cg <laughs> no no they should have cg'd his yeah, yeah, original they, mustache they reverse henry cavill them <laughs> and gave him a mustache <laughs> you know it's, it's it's really funny it's like you go in like i'm just here to see my buddy i'm just seeing what's going on over here shave your face come here you're in the game now <laughs> come here sir I think that's exactly what ha- that's actually exactly what happened we saw the leaked tapes you face no now Record. Yeah, they didn't even tell him that he was doing the game first. They just said, you, shave your face. And just, you're staying here until you get these exactly right. Yeah, and, you know, if the legends are true, he stayed there for 24 days, because that's about how long the uh, motion capture recording sessions lasted. Yeah, because they took the time with it. And obviously, you know, like we said, it's it's tough when you're mocapping to fit over older dialogue that wasn't kind of meant for this mm-hmm. aspect of it. So it's it's... Really impressive that they got it down pat. It looks beautiful, and they they did really well with it. And so Blur didn't just totally remake the Halo 2 cutscenes. They almost bookended cinematics for the game that would lead into Halo 5, essentially catching players up on the story. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, adding in at the beginning, you have, like, the headhunters, basically, and it's like, yes, I'm going to go get this guy. Okay, you go get that guy. Which you, you had Mike Coulter at the time, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about it more in Halo 5, but you had Mike Coulter who was Locke in those cutscenes. Exactly. And we kind of didn't know who Locke was with it, which is kind of cool. It mm-hmm. did leave some intrigue of like, oh, there's Spartans going after Spartans, and they're working with elites? Like what? You know, we, we knew that like the elites had worked with us in two, but now we're like seeing at the same time they're working again. Like It's this mm-hmm. weird intermingling, which is kind of neat. We'll see. But Frank O'Connor did have this to say. I think that they added a lot of art to it. It was in there, but it was something that really needed to excavate it and make it sing. And I think they did an amazing job, and, and they did. Like we've mm-hmm. said, we're going to praise it over and over. They did beautiful. But overall, Blur had six months to create the cutscenes. There were times when Blur would send Microsoft what they had worked on up to that point, and there were no edits given. Blur founder Tim Miller cried when he saw the first Halo 2A trailer. Like uh, it's, it's so cool, because you know at this point, too, we're already... So it's probably a couple years before that, coming up to like 2014, 
you're already 12 years, 13 years of Halo. A lot yeah. of these people probably grew up with it mm-hmm. and are now like having their hands recreating the thing that they played with their friends in high school or yes. grade school or whatever. Yeah, well, even think this is what we saw as kids. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's so crazy because at the time we're like, oh, this these graphics are amazing, and now it's like we're seeing it how we thought they look. Exactly. It's it's that it's that weird like effect of like. These graphics could never get better. And the next gen comes like, these graphics are much better. (laughs) (laughs) So let's move on to later stages of development. 343 Industries would once again, you know, as we talked about, keep in all the old bugs and glitches from Halo 2 into the remaster. But unfortunately, they would also accidentally fix all of these old bugs when they were porting it to the Xbox One. Mm -hmm. So they would have to go in and put bugs back in. Yeah, and rewrite the code to cause that bug to happen. Yeah, because imagine like that code is gone, and they're like, how do we get this glitch? Yeah. Just button mash the keyboard really quick, and let's hope this exact bug happens. Mm-hmm. But this also meant that putting the scarab gun back in and the, the half-naked Jason Jones running a marathon. Yeah, all, all your little, little fun things that were so great to find in the original two that you know you're going to try and go back to them in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is, and then let's talk about like just where kind of the roof is caving in on three four three industries with all these rumors that are coming up, and they just keep having to like squash them. So rumors of development for Halo Two Anniversary would start as early as two thousand twelve from an OXM UK magazine, but no further news of the game would arise for a couple of years. So I think they they had gotten a leak, they put it out. No one really paid attention to it because mm-hmm. it's one source. Mm-hmm. The only thing that 343 Industries would state about this rumor is that, quote, we are not working on that at this time. We are kind of busy, which, you know, <laughs> Halo 4. Yeah. Uh, in, t- in 2013, rumors would start to gain steam about Halo 5 and Halo 2 anniversary dropping the same year. When Xbox executive Phil Spencer was asked about this, he would comment on the legitimacy of Halo 2 anniversary, but would just state that Microsoft and 343 have had a discussion about it, which at the end of the day is a lot more than just saying we're not working on it. Yes, it's a lot more discussion. Okay, you're making it. Yeah. And this is where uh, this is a big whoops. In an interview in early 2014 with Master Chief voice actor Steve Downs, he confirmed two things. Halo 5 was not coming in 2014 like fans had hoped, but Halo 2 Anniversary would be releasing that year. Mm-hmm. Halo 2 Anniversary at the time was still a secret to the public. This was the second source, though, to ultimately confirm the game's development. The first was being a post on NeoGaff.com. Of course, when asked about this statement a few days later, Downs would follow up with, quote, I was just mentioning some of the things I had read online about Halo 2. (laughs) I have no idea if there will be an anniversary edition, and I didn't mean to leave that impression. Which, you don't go online, Steve Downs. First of all, let's just rip this bandit off. Listen, dude, you're you're still stuck in a corner in (laughs) Halo 2 back then. You, You don't need to do this. When questioned about Downs' comments, Microsoft would only state that the next journey in the Halo universe will be in 2014, but eventually the game would be confirmed at E3 2014. So I le- like you know he probably thought it was like public knowledge. He probably like, hey, we're doing this anniversary, and he's like, cool. And then like the next day, does an interview. He's like, it's coming. Yeah. And they're like, Steve, shut up. They probably like, put him on like a banned list of interviews for a while. They're like, you don't get to do anything. Yeah, you're Tom Holland right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's jump over to a new thing that we're seeing is terminals. The terminals in Halo 2A were created to give more insight into the Covenant's past and the Arbiter himself. The sequence group would return once again to help create the terminals for Halo 2 Anniversary. 
they would struggle to make sure all the lore in the terminals lined up with everything that had been established since 2001. Mm -hmm. Keith David and Tim Dadabo would return to Halo 2 to lend their voice to new lines for the terminals. And like you said, Mike Coulter would join the cast of the terminals as Jameson Locke. And John DiMaggio would voice the heretic leader. Yeah, I believe he didn't do the original heretic leader. For whatever reason, they they brought him in instead. But mm-hmm. I didn't actually—I— when I was watching the uh, the making of documentary for Halo 2 Anniversary and they were interviewing John DiMaggio and he does the heretic leader voice, I thought it was the original voice actor. I thought I was like, oh, John DiMaggio did that guy. But it it just shows John DiMaggio, great voice actor. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go on to what's new. What is new with Halo 2? <laughs> As some might say. We have skulls, obviously. There are now 30 skulls available in the game. So they're just they're just lopping heads off. Boiling them down, getting you some skulls for the game, <laughs> as they do. Uh, and skull modifiers are now all available from the beginning. Whereas before, you'd have to go through and find the skull to mm-hmm. be able to unlock it. Now, it's more so for achievements and bragging rights to find the skulls. And yeah. once again, that nostalgia trip of like, oh, I remember where that one is over here by the, like the waterfall thing. Ooh, yeah. Got it. Uh, we also have most of achievements, obviously. So going back to like mm-hmm. what I said, Halo 2 and Halo... CE, we're obviously on the Xbox. Achievements start with 360, so we're pumping those in there. Terminals and pre-rendered cutscenes. So, yep. so we're adding a bit more of that in there, which was, uh, I think, a lot of nice, you know, stuff needed to be in like the workshop to kind of throw in there. Like, what do we have on the shelf still? Toss it in the game. Yeah. So, pretty good stuff. But like, let's talk about what's new with multiplayer itself. You know, the first one being it's just been overhauled entirely. But we do have new armor for Spartans and Elites. Mm-hmm. We have the game mode Ricochet. Uh, they also added a Flood game mode. Assault Rifle's also in there. Remember, Assault Rifle was like this mysterious thing that just disappeared from Halo 2. And we go, yes, thank you for getting rid of it. And then 2A goes, just kidding. Here you go, <laughs> they made it a little better. They did. They made it a little better. You also had uh, Speed Boost as well as Silenced SMGs. Yes. Uh, and the biggest thing... That really came from it, I think. It, uh, the worst thing as well was the gun goose. The, the mongoose oh, no, no, was no. added. If we're talking about the worst thing added, it's kill cam. <laughs> okay. Second worst thing <laughs> is the gun goose. Because <laughs> that thing is the most inaccurate piece of crap I have ever driven in my life. But here's the thing. We wouldn't have gun goose capture the flag if there was no gun <laughs> yes, goose. Yes, because that is one of the things, is gun goose capture the flag. And I think we've played that many a time on game night. And I think no one's ever happy. We're all yelling. But it's a good time. It's a great time. It's, it's, it's a terrible <laughs> game mode that is super unbalanced. If you're like, if you're not red or blue, and you're one of the other two teams, where your flag's just in the middle, <laughs> like you lose. And then finally, we have the Sentinel beam is a lot more powerful because you know we, there are some game modes where you, the second you get that Sentinel beam, whoever's getting hit by it is toast. Yeah, and I believe they changed it up to like the the weapon modifiers. I mean, you've seen in a lot of games where if it's a beam, it does a multiplier hit. So, like, typically a bullet goes, if it hits bullet here, it does this damage. Beam multiplier goes, for each second's being hit, it goes da 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 So, it adds up, and they obviously increase that tracker mm-hmm. to, to just put more out with the beam. Yeah. Now let's move on to marketing, which is always a fun time for the most part. Uh, when 343 Industries was denied permission to use Halo 4 as the Xbox One Halo launch title, Halo 2 Anniversary was a no-brainer for the studio. 
The team then decided that more content was needed in the final concept of Halo MCC was brought to life. Most advertising for Halo 2 would fall under the general Halo Master Chief Collection, you know, endorsement umbrella, mm-hmm. though several exclusive Halo 2 trailers were released by Blur to show off more work that was done for the cinematics themselves. Yeah, and, and we start this off with, you know, some MCC commercials that we had that pushed 2A a little bit, but really push out the whole collection. You know, we had that Super Bowl ad that we talked about in the mm-hmm. MCC episode with the kind of mashups of the Halo 1 through 4 soundtracks and cutscenes, just making this, like, beautiful, beautiful, like, rendition of, you know, with Queen's We Will Rock You. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really, really well done. The ultimate hype song. The ultimate hype song. Obviously, also had that grunt interview. We're just mm-hmm. talking about surviving the Master Chief through all this. and <laughs> Incredible. Great times. We also had the pre-order. If you pre-ordered MCC, you would receive the Boom Skull, my favorite skull, uh, which doubled <laughs> explosion radiuses and would just uh, just make it a, a, a grand old time in Halo 2A. And finally wrapping up our you know MCC 2A crossover, you had the Mjolnir edition. And with the MCC Mjolnir edition, which was a UK exclusive, sadly, but UK people, good on you. Uh, You got a steel case book, 12-inch Master Chief statue, the Grunt Funeral Skull, which is exclusive to CEA and 2A, and a book showcasing, you know, all of the the backs of the games and all this art. So it was about $286 US. So it was was a pretty steep price point for it, but it did get you a lot of cool memorabilia, uh, especially for MCC, if you're loving the old stuff, plus a little bit of the new. I just want the steel bookcase. That's all I want. Hey, if anybody can find it anywhere, Jesse will pay you 10 times the price it costs. Guaranteed. Six, six times. Six times. Guaranteed <laughs> no matter what it is. $40,000? You know, he'll pay you two hundred forty. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but finally, I think one of the biggest pieces of marketing that came from uh, Halo 2 anniversary was E3 2014. Mm-hmm. So in June of 2014, the MCC trailer debuted at E3. The trailer starts with the new Halo 2 anniversary cinematic of Chief, you know, giving the Covenant back their bomb. As it plays out, the Arbiter and Spartan Locke are heard discussing how to find Master Chief over top of the scene, helping to set the stage for Halo 5 before its release. Mm-hmm. This part of the trailer gave the impression that the Halo MCC, you know, as we had talked about in our MCC episode, was structured in a way that the player was actually spartan Locke reviewing and briefing master chief's past adventures while the entire trailer was technically the you know an mcc trailer the only part of the trailer that was shown was that halo 2 anniversary yeah. cut scene and and which this this trailer did give weird impressions about halo 5 because it was like the the seeds to our future are sown in his past and it's like you have to give you have to look past the legends of who he is and all this stuff it gave an odd impression but also to make mcc canonical yeah to be like essentially yeah it's actually just like reviewing and watching chief do stuff i will say that the, as a whole that other than in those trailers that idea isn't really pushed into the game, which I do like. I like that they imply it in the trailers and that's it. Yeah, and and even so, I wish they would have implied a little bit more if they were going to go that angle with the game. Mm -hmm. I wish they had went either full cold turkey and just kind of got rid of it, or they pushed enough to just Mm -hmm. give an inkling of what it was. Because I remember playing it and really not paying attention to the lore at the time, and I'm like, who's this dude? Well, okay, what I think they should have done, honestly, is they put those bookend cutscenes in between... All those Halo games of Master yes. Chief Collection. That would have been so cool. It would have been really cool to like start the seeds of it, like talking about mm-hmm. some of this stuff. Or even after like CE, like starting with yeah. two and kind of continuing on. Just like even like little nuggets to throw in there yeah. that are like 10 second scenes. 
Yeah, to that, just give a little bit more to it. Okay, three, four, three. If you need any ideas, and you inevitably hear this, and you do MCC part two, and you just make a second one, but it's the same thing, <laughs> but it's just adding ten second cutscenes, please. No, it's not going to be an update either. It's going to be a new physical release altogether. One hundred percent, and it's not going to be digital. So you have to produce the physical disc, please. <laughs> but moving on, we get to one of my favorite things to do, which is bump, bump, bump. Hashtag detailed walkthrough. We're now going through the campaign. We're going to give you the hashtag detailed walkthrough of where to find, Jesse, the skulls, the terminals, and oddly enough, the dolls. Yes. So we're going to go through the campaign right now. You know it. You love it. Anyway, let's start the campaign off. We will start off with just the the first kind of cutscene, the heretic. For failures such as this, no punishment is too great. That's it. Just cutscene. Yeah, there's there's nothing to find there because it is just a cutscene. Yeah, there's your walkthrough. <laughs> We're done. Uh, you want to start off with the the armory, Jesse? A, a great scene, a, 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 like the impact where we really get to figure out what's going on with Chief. Who's Chief again? Who's our Who's our sergeant that's there yelling at yeah, us? Yeah. So we have the armory. Suit up, prepare for battle. So to find the Wapapatamus. Wapapotamus. Skull. I don't know. It's like hippopotamus. Wapapotamus? Yeah. Okay. I think I put it in too many tuz in there. To find the Wapapotamus skull, you must be on legendary difficulty. Wait to get in the train with Johnson until he says, would it help if I said please? Because you have to sit there for a couple minutes and Mm -hmm. he's like, come on, come on, come on, chief. And so eventually when you get in, press yourself against the window when it's facing Earth and wait until you pass the skull and basically you just press X. Just keep mashing the button. Yeah, essentially. And then you'll get it. Boom. Now we're on to Cairo Station. Defend the station's Mac gun from Covenant Borters. 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 They're French, Bortois. <laughs> After Master Guns is sadly killed in the armory, go over to the wall where the armor was tested. The terminal will be there for you. Mm-hmm. Now to get the Thunderstorm Skull. The skull is located in the open room with fauna. Not flora, but fauna. The skull is located on top of the area with the railing, and the skull will just be behind trash can. Mm-hmm. Hashtag but... diesel walkthrough. <laughs> on the level outskirts, which is rally scouted Marines clear hostile contacts from the old city. The terminal is located in the building in the last open area before you enter the tunnel. Mm-hmm. It cannot get much more detailed than that. Exactly. Also, to obtain the blind skull, you must get on the roof by the first door you enter in the new level. Once there, go down a dark alley to the left, and you will find the skull. And then finally, to get the I would have been your daddy skull, it is also on the roof in the alley, but sometimes it may not load. Exactly. That's what we're talking about right there. <laughs> Sadly, I've played Halo 2 way too much as a kid. I know where all these are when you're describing it. I go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's where the pelican drops, and you have to go over to mm, here and it, here and here. You're just I shutting know. your eyes, and as I say these They're words, like, you're you're imagining the Master Chief just yes. going. I know my jump patterns. I know it all. <laughs> now on to Metropolis. Take the bridge. Break the Covenant's grip on the city center. The terminal is in a building where the Marines take cover from the Scarab. You know it. You love it. In... The open area with beams that go into the building, not beams out of it, but in, clear out all of the enemies and climb the middle beam onto the top of a building. There, the catch skull will be waiting for you. And also remember, stay on Legendary. Stay on Legendary. Next, we have the Arbiter. Infiltrate a Forerunner facility. Quell the heresy within. Mm -hmm. The terminal is located in the hallway past the room with the blue conveyor belts. You know it. 
usually go there to take a break, take a nap. Mm-hmm. It's there. If you find the red conveyor belts, wrong room. It's wrong room, dummy. To get the Grunt birthday skull, uh, it can be found on the uh, To the Hunt checkpoint. Mm-hmm. You need to get in the Banshee and go on the platform under the bottom of the station. Yes. The skull will be there, and there will also be some excited, friendly grunts waiting. I think they're, like, dancing around. It's birthday time, baby. It's birthday time. The Oracle. Kill the heretic leader. The prophets will be done. In the room you enter through breaking glass. The terminal will be behind a wall in the back. There you go. Pretty simple. Snap, snap, snap. Hashtag BT walkthrough. Now, to get the skull. The famine skull, some might say. Exit the elevator. Enter the room where the flood are. After you kill them, the famine skull will be in the middle of the four wiggling, wiggling, writhing dead flood i will say i think that was a glitch that they kept in so they kind of like let's make the skull like kind of part of that yeah i'm assuming it was some model thing that like mm-hmm. clipped into the ground mm-hmm. was like going crazy so like just keep it yeah now let's move on to delta halo a covenant army stands between you and regret get to work in the structure that you have entered to activate the light bridge the terminal can be found in the left room mm-hmm. not the mm-hmm. right common misconception make sure you don't turn around and get your left and right mixed up because then you're all out of whack Then you just feel silly afterwards. Silly. And by the structure that you need to activate the light bridge, go to where the sniper jackals are and use a ghost to boost up that mountain. Mm -hmm. The Master Chief toy will be located there. This is our first toy. I believe you have to be in the new graphics for it. Yeah, because old graphics. And same with terminals and skulls as well. They all disappear. You have to be in the new graphics. However, I will say getting this toy... Once again, getting the achievements and playing way too much Halo 2 and 2A, old graphics so much easier to climb that hill because mm-hmm. it's the same amount of polygons, but it's not, but it is because they had to build it the same mm-hmm. way. It just feels easier, but you just boost, you go around, you go up, and then you go woo down and then over to this lip, and then it's right there. Yeah. And to get the Envy Skull, uh, when you exit the building on Legendary, go to the door on the left. Jump on the rock, blocking the door, and then jump onto the ledge. You then have to jump upwards again, and there will be two red elites who are guarding that Envy Skull. And I believe they're invisible. Get it? Because they're envious. They're envious. We have regret. You heard the lady. Locate the prophet. Take him down. In the three-story room you enter after the first elevator ride, you can find the terminal on the third, not first, not second, but third level on the left side. And at the beginning of the level, grenade jump onto the broken walkway. From there, run along the edge until you find the Prophet of Regret toy. And to get the Assassin Skull, enter the structure after riding the gondola and jump onto the stone inside. Keep jumping up and you'll find the skull on a ledge. Also, fun fact, where you find that Prophet toy, which is that jump over the ledge, that is also where you can find a couple secrets in there. Oh. Some might say some achievements you might need. Oh, oh, just so you know. See, you're getting more detail for this hashtag than you'd say. Hashtag super detailed walkthrough. Super that's, detailed That's walkthrough. where you find the thanks, Ben, which is thanking, <laughs> bre- thanking, bre- thanking breaking Benjamin. Say that five times fast. I, I just broke that. <laughs> thanking breaking Benjamin. That's where you find it, and that's where you get an achievement for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next we are on Sacred Icon. Succeed where others have failed. Lower the shield protecting the Sacred Icon. So after you go down the fusion cores, you will find a terminal in the open room on the column on the right side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then once you get to the bridge, grenade jump onto the next level. You'll find the Arbiter toy in the third farthest tunnel. Yes. On Legendary, come out of the piston and go into the room with a stack of crates. Use them to jump to the highest level. And there you will see a hole in the wall where you'll find the mythic skull. Mm-hmm. 
Now we're on to Quarantine Zone. Parasites. Humans. No matter. The icon must be found. I don't really know who's saying a lot of these because I forget, but that's who said that one. The Halo 2, or just the Halo announcer. Yes. Two. Obtain the Sputnik skull. Go to the tunnel to the left, and then follow the cliff at the end of the tunnel down. You'll find the skull to the right of the wall on a ledge. Pretty straightforward. But next you have Gravemine. The prophets have the index and plan to use it over your dead body. So in the outdoor areas, walk past the door that takes you to the next area to find the terminal. Exactly. Exactly. In the outside area with the sniper jackals, make your way onto the rocks and then your way onto the outer rings. From there, you'll reach the end of the ring and you'll find the Cortana toy. Mm-hmm. And then finally, on Legendary, when you first reach the outdoors, go right, jump onto the red rail, and the Anger Skull will be on the gravity lift. Bam. There you go. Now to Uprising. This is certain. The brutes shall pay for the blood they have spilled. In the outdoor area with the waterfall and wraiths, the terminal will be behind a pillar in the upper level of the area. When you leave the first structure, make your way to the top of the map, not the bottom, and hang right. And obviously, to find the librarian toy. When you leave the first structure, make your way to the top of the map and hang right. Once you're at the end of there, that's where you can find that that librarian toy, you know, well, I think these are all like little nod to doom, which I like. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like back and forth, like finding the dolls for upgrades for stuff like that. Yeah, it's kind of cute. I like it. And finally, once you arrive at the armory, grab some grenades and grenade jump on the platform above the door where you exit. You can find the ghost skull there. Pretty simple. But now we have high charity. Cortana can handle the index. Stopping truth is up to you. After riding the elevator, enter the room with the sword. The terminal will be on the left. Mm-hmm. Now moving on, in the rocky area with the flood, grenade jump on the top of the rocks. There you will find the rampant Cortana toy. I do like that they put the rampant Gotta Cortana toy. Got to have variants. Yes, all variants. People want them. <laughs> and then finally, when you're on the final grav lift, look up and you will pass the iron skull. As Alex said, just button mash and you'll snatch it before it gets away. There you go. Finally, the great journey. Form an unexpected alliance. Keep Tartarus from activating the ring. The terminal can be found in a jail cell in the room full of prisoners in the second story. After using the specter to make your way to the beach, jump up the side of the structure and there you'll find the didact toy on a cliff. And finally, to get the black eye skull, take the banshee when Johnson takes the scarab and make your way to the steep slope on the right. Then... Get out of the Banshee and walk up the slope where the spires are, making your way onto the building and finding the skull. And that's... So simple. That, that, that concludes our hashtag detailed walkthrough. Yeah, and I do just want to say to wrap up the campaign section that those bookend cutscenes were supposed to be a secret in the game entirely, Mm -hmm. but they had leaked a few days before the launch of the game. Luckily, I was not paying attention to anything Halo-related at the time, so to me... Before I had my Google Alerts, they were a secret. Well, exactly. Like, when you weren't paying attention to any... You're like, oh, cool. All the Halo games are coming out. Neat. And then you watch nothing else. That was literally it. it. And then I played it later that year. That was it. But we do have some cut material. So for the 2A anniversary, you had the original music written for the soundtrack was cut out, like Breaking Benjamin and Incubus and whatnot. I need my early 2000s (laughs) angsty rocked music in here. Otherwise, it's not a true game. 
well, then I'm sorry. 343 Industries considered adding in the cut mission from the E3 2003 demo. You know, that one that would never made it into the game and basically screwed the Halo 2 development originally. Yes. Uh, but they decided that since the mission was built on an engine separate from the rest of the Halo 2 engine, it wouldn't be worth potentially, you know, crashing the game over. For something that's more just Easter eggy and fan service to be like, yeah. oh, we have to rebuild this entirely in two different engines. It just wouldn't be worth and it. And it would have been cool, and I think now... I would love for them to still do occasional stuff like that. We're getting, like, weapon skins and mm-hmm. all this stuff for Halo, you know, C... Or Halo Combat Evolved and, and Halo 3 and all that. Why not Why not just do random stuff like that? It'd be so fun. Slap it in there. And moving on, as we said, some new material. They do have achievements. Halo 2 Anniversary, it features 111 achievements worth... Obviously, 1,005 gamer score, as need be, with 38 of those achievements belonging to the brand new Halo 2A multiplayer. With the release of 2 Anniversary into MCC, it would become the game with the single most achievements and gamer score out of the entire Halo franchise. You know, obviously, you're basically adding in a full new game, which you did do with CEA, mm-hmm. but this just gave more of the multiplayer aspect and just yeah. a lot more in there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're going to have an achievement for finishing all the missions, mm-hmm. doing it on normal, hard, legendary, as you've kind of always had, beating the par score, being the par time. Um, and then, you know, one that they've added that they really wanted to push for, along with finding the skulls in the achievement, was activating the terminals mm-hmm. and adding those in there. Yeah, and they they also did have some for just random ones. I like like uh, uh, six pedals, four directions, like drive the scorpion while playing as the arbiter. We have bet you can't stick it, which is stick a plasma grenade to a stealth elite on outskirts. Really random ones. Mm-hmm. But then I, I think my favorite one is one in all caps, high Ben description. Oh, hi. That's what I just talked about. That's where you find it when you jump over mm, the ledge. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's for Breaking Benjamin. So it's so. Oh, hi. <laughs> so once again, these were added in, same thing with CEA, to give those fun little Easter eggs an achievement for actually finding them. Mm-hmm. You know, because originally it was more so like internet forums, telling your friends. Yeah. And that was kind of the there achievement was, you there got. There was no proof. There's no proof to it and no real reason for me to do it. But now that I get my 10 or 5G scores, <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> but let's move on to the multiplayer. So, yeah. So basically, when it came to multiplayer, bringing in the actual Halo 2 multiplayer was like the number one requested thing from fans Mm -hmm. when it came to this uh, anniversary remake. Because remember, Combat Evolved was just using Reach as multiplayer with some upgraded maps. Exactly. They basically had that same engine, swapped the skins out, changed a couple of things over, but it was still basically a port on top of a port they'd already created for it, and it just didn't feel the same. And remember as well as they didn't want to take away from Halo Reach's multiplayer lifespan. So they're like, let's just integrate them into one. And at the end of the day, fans were like, I get it, but this isn't technically combat evolved uh, multiplayer. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, do that with two, because that was real multiplayer. Yes. So, you know, with that being said, we have a very specific number of maps that they did use for this multiplayer. Yes. So when certain affinity would start working on the multiplayer for Halo 2 Anniversary, originally they threw around the idea of remaking only four maps, but eventually they settled on six maps total. This would beg the question, which six maps are going to become part of this remake? Mm-hmm. They decided to remake two small maps, two medium maps, and two large maps, which I think is the the best way to do it. I agree. You know, with Halo 4, 343 Industries had a heavy hand in the overall development of the multiplayer and the DLC maps. 
But since Max Hoberman would personally work on the 2A maps, 343 Industries knew that it was it was best left to certain affinity who did Halo 2 to, you know, do the creative freedom and do these maps how they kind of originally saw it. It goes back mm-hmm. to that question of like, what would you do differently if you had the tech and the time? Yeah, because yeah, Max Hoberman designed a lot of these maps himself originally. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that they asked, though, was as long as the new versions would fit in the Halo universe, as long as they mm-hmm. didn't like stand out for some reason, but they would mm-hmm. fit kind of lore-esque in as well as like still feel as part of Halo. Yeah. Max Hoberman would even dig up old Halo 2 multiplayer documents as reference for the project. Certain Affinity would rebuild every map, throwing out any and all old assets. Some textures from Halo 4 maps Certain Affinity had originally worked on were nuanced and put into these 2A maps. Mm-hmm. So they added in some of the assets they already had and worked on, yeah. which makes sense. And it was just like, you know, this is how this was a texture we used on a Forerunner, mm-hmm. you know, building or something like that, which makes sense. Wait, why, you, why rebuild it and redo it when mm-hmm. canonically it has to stay the same? Just reuse what you've already built. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about these maps that did make their way into the game. So we have Ascension, which is now Zenith. Impressive gravitic control systems offer an extreme amount of flexibility in the placement of Halo's communication relays. So some of the things that they they did add is they added a bubble shield in the middle of the map that could be activated by players. So once it was activated, the only way to kill a player was inside the shield itself. Mm -hmm. The bubble shield was also added to prevent the map from just being a sniper fest, according to Hoberman. Yeah, so I love that, you know, he's like, okay, so we're remaking this. Let's add some, some... Some nuance to it, so yeah. you can add some different rates of play. Well, in that map, the second you go in the, the middle, mm-hmm. someone's going to start shooting at you. Exactly. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, and then we have a remake of Sanctuary, which is now Shrine. Although now in disarray, ruins such as these have raised serious questions about the installation's former inhabitants. A waterfall can be activated in the center of the map when a device is shot. So this adds in more of a visual kind of blockage for you Mm -hmm. to kind of just get some cover going, which is really cool. And then also many rocks have been removed so that players can now fall to their death. Fall to their death. And lastly, the sword at the center is replaced with a rocket launcher. So instead of everyone just rushing to that and camping inside with the sword, Mm -hmm. you can't be with a rocket launcher now. But it allows for some more versatility with mm-hmm. it and, you know, give it a little fresh start. Yeah. And then we have coagulation that has now become bloodline. Tactical operations conducted in this vast gulch train soldiers to withstand the bloody toll of protracted combat. Gun geese, baby. First thing. Got him in there. <laughs> but, the, but the bases are UNSC designs now instead of Forerunner designs. Yes. Which, that, was, that was actually a pretty big graphical change for it. And I think that looked cool. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. And it kind of made sense at the end of the day. Well, yeah, because, I mean, even, like, talking back to, like, Blood Gulch with Red versus Blue, which is what mm-hmm. all this is kind of based on, um, it's just odd that you'd have two bases in the middle of nowhere that were Forerunner. So you're telling me, like, 100,000 years ago they had this random fight? Yeah, because uh, Red versus Blue dates back 100,000 years. It does. And so <laughs> I'm talking about what the mm, it was. It was a joke. Mm, <laughs> joke of the day. I'll allow it. Uh, but yeah, so so it's just it's nice that they did that because it makes sense in a way that it's more updated and modern. That's mm-hmm. kind of what it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also there's now a switch that sends out an EMP wave kind of mm-hmm. shake up gameplay. Uh, teleporters are now man cannons. Yes. So that. Definitely changed it up too, like especially like CTF or anything like that. You can't just away to like a predetermined location, but you can't be shot in that interim. So mm-hmm. it kind of gives you a bigger escape. Whereas the man cannon, you're basically a clay pigeon at that point. Yeah. And hopefully you make it 
We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's also a base now at the center of a map. Yes. So it's it cha- again changing things up a little bit. When you have ten years to think about something, well, about eight years when they were working on this mm-hmm. to really think, what could I have done differently? And now you get that opportunity to change these things up. Exactly. And now we have another fan favorite we've talked about. Zanzibar is now Stone Town. Dozens of wind power stations occupy the EAP's coastal territories, many of them abandoned and surrendered to obsolescence. So a second drawbridge was added, which was which was pretty big to kind of just allow for more of that rate of play and more stuff to kind of change the map dynamic. Uh, we have the windows were added to that archway, so you have a little bit more viewpoints with that. And the defending team's base has been emptied out, so it's kind of just been cleared out, mm-hmm. opened up, and just made it more of kind of just an open shooty-shoot area. Yeah, it made it a little more fair because I feel like, even though I'm a horrible player, I feel like anyone who enters in there, even if it's just like one against maybe two people, they're dead instantly. Exactly, because you were just kind of cornered in there. If you had two ways of fire, it was tough. So Mm -hmm. it made it a little bit more open for attackers to kind of make their way in. Yeah. Next, we have Lockout, which is now locked down. Mm -hmm. As a prerequisite of the conservation measure, research platforms were restricted to remote fringes for safety. So the player can shoot stalactites uh, from the ceiling and kill players? Yes, this was... What I love, too, and we'll talk about this a bit more, all the environmental stuff they added. So cool. was really neat, and engines really couldn't handle it back then. Mm-hmm. So to have this like this kind of respawnable stalactite above both sides yes. that could be shot down, come down with it, it's really neat. And it just, the overall aesthetic of the level, I think, was, was improved with this. Yeah. And then also the glass in the middle area is now breakable. Love it. Next we have Warlock, which is now Warlord. The site pays homage to the Cradle Conflict, a somber forerunner civil war which saw the loss of countless warriors. For the most part, this map is very true to the original. Pathways, though, were slightly altered. A room was added on the first floor base in the center of the map to kind of just give a little more balance to it. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a map that was all right. Warlocks, it's a it's an OG kind of map, so I'm fine with it. It's just one that I don't think I dabble with too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then finally, we have a Relic, which is now Remnant. Resembling other artifacts on Delta Halo, this enigmatic megalith became the site of comprehensive research by Libsyn Pioneer Groups. Uh, so this was added as an apology for messing up the MCC at launch by 343 Industries. Yeah, because like your OGs were Ascension, Sanctuary, or sorry, excuse me, Zenith, Shrine, Bloodline, Stone, Town, Lockdown, and Warlord, and they're like, eh, just give me another one. Give me another one. It was kind of like, you get a whole new game, ODST. And this map. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But finally, we do also have the armor. So 343 Industries would introduce six new armor sets for Halo 2 Anniversary Multiplayer. Mm -hmm. So Spartans, you had the Mark VI, the Centurion, and the Hoplite. And then the Elites, you had Elite, Outrider, and Invader. One of my biggest complaints, I'm jumping ahead a little bit about what we think, Mm -hmm. is that they had to bring in the Halo 4 and 5 art style into the Halo 2 Anniversary Multiplayer. Yeah. We'll discuss it more here soon. However, we did get Forge. Yes. So Halo 2 Anniversary actually comes with its own Forge and three Skybox maps that allow the player to build whatever they want in the map. Eh, whatever. Whatever. That's, that's, a, that's an asterisk. Within the restraints. Yes. <laughs> uh, Forge. You know, first we had Nebula. Despite the immense value of the find, the remote contact team charged with security of the site deemed it too dangerous to remain... It uses the same skybox as, like, Halo 4 Impact. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of a port over with a little tweak. We had Skyward, which was elevated relays, utilized their own unified translocation system. 
to allow safe and swift travel back to Installation 05's terrestrial surface. This map is located above Installation 5. It uses the same skybox as Zenith. Mm-hmm. And finally, a wash during their investigation in this sector. Oni Research Patrols uncovered a great deal of insight into the Forerunner defense strategy. Set in an ocean similar to Forge Island, the water is shallow enough for players and vehicles to move without dying. So, fun fact. Who doesn't love a water level? <laughs> but let's move on to arguably the best section of all these game episodes, the music. Exactly, arguably. Like the soundtrack for Combat Evolved Anniversary, Halo 2's would get the full re-recorded and remastered treatment. Tom Salta, who worked on the Combat Evolved Anniversary soundtrack and composed the Spartan Assault soundtrack, would also work on the recreation of the Halo 2 Anniversary soundtrack alongside Paul Lipson, Lenny Moore, Brian Tiffon, and Brian White. The group wanted to honor Halo 2 by, quote, celebrating and innovating the new soundtrack and did so by spending two months listening to each piece and transcribing the score by hand. After this, another three months were spent completely reorchestrating the pieces to produce 198 minutes of music. So remember, they had to do this (sighs) all by ear. You know what they could have done, though? Added Mm. two more minutes to make it 200 for Halo 2. And that's two more minutes to add. Halo 2. <laughs> that's a lot of work. What a shame. What a shame. It could have been two minutes ago going, Halo 2, Halo 2. Okay, not everyone has this weird thing of just these Nickelodeon <laughs> tunes that you like little singing. Bippin' and boppin' tunes. That would have been a great weird Easter egg for a grunt to be singing. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Vai would once again return. To the soundtrack 10 years later, give the recreation of the soundtrack new life with a new interpretive spin on the soundtrack. Vi has always been a fan of the Skywalker Sound Studios, so this opportunity was a win-win for him because that's where this new soundtrack was re-recorded. Mm-hmm. And he had said that it was, quote, a pleasure and an honor to be invited back. And I think this was another quote. It's secret. He only told me. Uh, he said he's now a cool dad once again. Once again. He's cool once again. Yeah. Uh, the album was recorded, like we said, with Skywalker Symphony, a 40-piece San Francisco orchestral chorus, and 28 singers from the San Francisco Boys Choir at Skywalker Sound Studios over a span of eight days. Lipson would go on to say that the process went so fast because of, quote, how quickly they absorbed our artistic vision and intent for the music. Mixing and editing would take several months afterwards, adding a new multi-channel surround sound and other features, such as expanded palettes of brass, woodwind, percussion, and hybrid electronic instruments for a more immersive, warm sound. All the bands from the original soundtrack would not return to the 2A soundtrack, sadly, due to the fact that 343 Industries didn't want dated... mm, Didn't want dated music? You're calling Incubus who I, I don't think's put an album out in 14 years. Dated? <laughs> How dare you? Breaking Benjamin did make a comeback, though. They did, but it wasn't great. <laughs> but however, instead, they would commission Misha Mansour from the band Periphery to create two new songs for the soundtrack. I will say those songs are terrific. They are. Through and through. They are. I love it. The soundtrack would release the same day as the game, November 11th, 2014, on a double CD digitally and a limited edition vinyl. I want that damn vinyl. I mean, I want it more. So if you guys find it, mail it to me. (laughs) There wasn't even going to be a a question of what to do. Just mail it to me. In July 2020, YouTuber Hinexferia had an interview with Marty O'Donnell, which revealed just how much difference was between the Halo 2 soundtrack and the Halo 2 anniversary soundtrack. Marty said he was good friends with Paul Lipson, 
Lenny Moore and Tom Salta and the others who'd worked on both anniversary soundtracks. He would give the team praises for trying to get the highest production value out of the music, but was disappointed in not being able to talk with them about the process. Marty then revealed a new truth that Microsoft didn't allow anyone working on the remaster project to consult him in regards to that project. Marty would state in an interview, quote, Tom Salta is a good friend and a good synth and sampling expert. If he could have gotten a little information from me, it would have made his life a lot easier. Lenny did the orchestrations and he had to do them all by ear, which is amazing. Paul wanted me to be at the sessions for everything, even with Steve Vai, but apparently there was enough legal animus between both parties that I couldn't be involved. That sort of decision makes no sense to me or the guys who are working on it either. It probably would have cost less money and time. That's so silly! Uh, I will say this about Martin O'Donnell. He's very full of himself. This is true. This is true. But I think at the end of the day, if he would have walked in and they're like, what are you doing? He's like, been at it for a month. We're just listening to all your music. He's like, here's the sheet music. See ya. No, it would have not gone down that way. <laughs> I know it would have he gone would have down that way. He fully involved with it, fired everybody, done it himself, <laughs> complained about it, and then said it was all him. Anytime he does interviews or anything, he's like, it's okay. It's not mine, but I guess it works. But I mean, very much so, obviously, if unless you're the composer who made it, it's going to sound good. I don't care. It's going to sound good, Marty. Anyway, despite not meeting with Marty O'Donnell to remaster the Halo 2 anniversary soundtrack, the team would remain faithful to the original title's score, obviously as best they could, giving fans a taste of the original Halo 2 that they loved. And I really think that 2A soundtrack is better than uh, CEA's. There there are a few things I dislike mainly with... I I don't like that Steve Vai changed a lot of his parts because to me, what he did with Mjolnir Mix was mm-hmm. perfect. He did change it, but I get it. It's, yeah. it's 10 years later. It, you, and in those sessions, a lot of them were improvised. You can't capture that magic again. No, but still did well. But let's move on. We're, we're kind of getting to the wrap-up here. Let's go to the GR, as, as I call it on a daily, usually. Uh, the general reaction, <laughs> as we say. Around uh, here. That's around here. Looking at Halo 2 Anniversary as a standalone release, rather than a piece of the MCC, the game itself was met with a good amount of praise. 343 Industries and Saber Interactive were able to really take what they were able to get with Halo CEA and take it to the next level. Not only with the in-game graphics themselves, but the cutscenes created by Blur blurrooted out of the water. Oh. Second joke of the day. We only have one joke. Yep, per day. Mine's better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but with Blur, obviously, like they took it to the next level. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, like graphically enhanced. It's, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Um, the studios were able to capture the feeling of awe that took millions of players by storm ten years prior. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's not too terribly easy to screw up a reskin of a game that some consider the pinnacle of an FPS at the time. Mm-hmm. Some reviewers would fault the game for actually being just like the original, with the bugs kept in and the infamous legendary difficulty being the same. Keep in mind, though, 343 Industries refused to alter anything from the original game that made it the way it famously was. Yes, and here's the thing. Apart from, like, let's say the Final Fantasy VII remake or something, where mm-hmm. you improve some or fully change combat systems, Yeah, this was more so the fans just want it, but want it upgraded and... To play what they did back then. Yes, and and three four three industries were just like, fine, 
That's exactly what you want. That's exactly what we're going to give you. And I appreciate that. Even down to the bugs and sometimes the weird bodies clipping on the ground. Like, that's awesome. That's what you want. You don't yeah. want some weird changed polished game because, you know, the Halo fan base is a very nostalgic fan base. Mm-hmm. Like with me, Halo 2 is my game. Yours is Reach. It's really mm-hmm. what you started playing and delved into. I yeah. know some people out there, I won't name the names because we're not saying that. Halo 4 and Halo 5, people who love it. You do you. But that's what you started on. Yeah, exactly. The PC version of the game would see a good amount of bugs, but that's to be expected with the limited timeline that 343 Industries was working with uh, and had Microsoft, you know, demanding that the release come out sooner rather than later. Regardless of this, the game would be welcomed with open arms to the PC community. And once again, we've had that with every launch is... You're doing a port over, but it's a whole different thing. You got to yeah. work out the bugs, and I love to see it, like the Vidocs mm-hmm. they've put out, like when they're doing Reach with all like the goofy stuff happening. Mm-hmm. So it just yeah. takes the time with it. Uh, and obviously, we'll jump over to some reviews and scores. Metacritic gave it a 71 out of 100. Steam seven out of 10. PC Mag a 3.5 out of five. And Phoenix Gaming just fell in love with it. Nine out of 10. Nine out of 10. They were honest with it. Mm-hmm. As infamous as the ending of Halo 2 was, it doesn't take away from the fact that the original game has gone down as one of the greatest video games of all time. Halo 2 Anniversary is the version of that game that we saw back in 2004 when we powered up the Xbox and put it in for the first time. The beautiful graphics and familiar gameplay would be one of the grandest nostalgia trips of the decade. Many of us were eager to go back in time and revisit, quote, the good old days once more. Though Halo 3 will probably and understandably never get the Anniversary remake, Fans have accepted this and look at Halo 2 Anniversary as one of the best releases from 343 Industries. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's there. I mean, you know, it's they've if they've done one thing well, they've taken what Bungie's created and really improved on some of it, whether it's mm-hmm. graphically updating things that need to be updated at the time. And it does truly go to show you how well Bungie did on these games. Yes. And and to to just really be able to add those in there. So it's it's definitely been awesome and I'm 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 truly loving it. Yeah. And so as always, we've gone through all of the notes. Now let's talk about what we think of Halo 2 Anniversary. Alex as always, please start us off. Yeah. So so as you've known or if you know in the Discord or just from knowing me, I put several hundreds of hours into the original Halo 2. Yeah. So this was my game. This is my hill to die upon. This is the greatest Halo game of all time. Jumping into 2A, I definitely loved all those improvements graphically, adding in little things like the dolls to collect to like basically break the maps. Because where the dolls are are basically places you should never be that should have had barriers, but it allows mm-hmm. you to jump and explore the map. Use yeah. those grenade jumps. Use like the way the ghost can clip through objects to, to get those on there. Love it. And I love to see that they brought Blur in to really recreate that and to honestly try and give their own spin to put more detail in it, to to add lock-in, the little bookend scenes. You Mm -hmm. know, some people complain. They're just like, oh, you're just trying to capitalize on this. And it's like, I mean, I would too. It's it's something that didn't affect the gameplay. No. It didn't affect the story whatsoever. Uh, The cutscenes are skippable, folks. Yeah, and it just added in, I think, more mystique that I think they, like I said, I think they should have you know, push the pedal a little further on it, went a little mm. faster mm-hmm. with them and just gave you a little bit more. Even if there's one, like you said, in the middle of the game that just kind of pops up like, what was that? Yeah. Like just a little hint towards something. Yeah. That doesn't have to, like you said, it doesn't have to on the nose be Locke going, oh yes, I remember in Halo 2 he did that. <laughs> you know, it, it can just be something that added more to the lore and to pushing Locke as a character that we may love or hate, we don't know yet. Yeah. 
I mean, for me, really, when I first heard, I think I saw a trailer for this, and I was like, cool, I'll get it. So it was one of those things we talked about. I didn't pay attention to anything else that was going on. I went and I, re- I, I picked it up, not at release, I think a few months later, mm-hmm. and sat down and played it, and it was just like, it was so mesmerizing. Yes. Because it... I don't know. It's so crazy because you you do switch back and forth, and it's like this is so modern and so beautiful, and then you switch back to the original graphics, and you still get that like little hint of nostalgia, and mm-hmm. you you'll play for it for a while in the old graphics, and then switch back into the new graphics. And for me, this is one of the pinnacles of an anniversary or e- HD remake. Yes, you know we do have some stuff like say like Shadow of the Colossus did it really well with the the PS4 version of it. It's up there with games like that where. It's so well done. I I appreciate that 343 Industries kept everything that was in there that made it the game. Mm-hmm. Like I get why they kind of changed some some the soundtrack and they listen to fans when fans are like we want to hear the old soundtrack when we go back. And that's what you can do. That's actually how I found out Incubus wasn't in there cuz during that level you're like going was, back like I was like this here? songs are changing entirely, yeah. but and I think it's just awesome. And as you said, I have no complaints about the bookends that they put mm-hmm. in there. Because right? I remember, again, I fired it up. I was like, all right, Halo 2 anniversary. This is not Halo 2. Yeah. What the hell is this? Oh. Oh, okay. Well, like, and that's the first like thing you get of... Because all we've been told, re- really through CE and through 2, without any mm-hmm. of the extra materials, Master Chief is the last Spartan. There's no more. Yeah. We don't know what else there is. Yeah. When we get further on, obviously, we, we, we do know that there are more. Mm. But we see there's one at this time and era that's hunting him or that's doing yeah. something. Yeah, and that's always the allure is all of mm-hmm. a sudden, like, Master Chief is being hunted. Like, I thought he was what? best boy. I thought yeah, he was good boy, yeah, best boy. What's going on? So it did bring some hype for mm-hmm. Halo 5. But to me, it's just so cool. And I, I do want to, like, this funny story is that my, my buddy Zach, who is the most casual gamer on Earth, he will still say that Halo 2 is one of the greatest mm-hmm. video games of all time. And he was visiting earlier this year, I want to say in, like, March. Uh, and so we were sitting there talking about Halo, and I told him, I was like, did you ever play Halo 2 Anniversary? He's like, what are you talking about? So I pulled up the trailer, and I played it for him, and his jaw dropped. Mm-hmm. And the, this is 2020 because I said most casual gamer on earth doesn't pay attention to that yeah. stuff. Seeing his reaction, I was like, that was probably everyone's reaction. Like, I'm not even kidding. He was just like, what? This is amazing. Like, And even like still six years later, he still thinks it's incredible to see. Yeah. So in my opinion, I you know, that probably was all of us. My, job, my jaw surely dropped when I saw it, but... It's probably one of my favorite releases from 343 Industries. It was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think overall, I think it was it was uh, you know a blessing to have with MCC. I think it really pushed the MCC launch with it, mm-hmm. sold some titles with it, you know, even on the buggy release of it. Yeah. I think I think overall it's awesome. I think some of the multiplayer additions, like I said, with with kill cams and stuff, I don't agree with. I think that was trying to adapt it to games of today, your Call yes. of Duties, Overwatches, all that stuff that was happening. Well, even as well with the one of my few complaints is three four three industries adding in Halo Four style Spartans yeah. and elites. Like that's where it's like, guys, you can have your Halo, your version of Halo. And keep it out of a, a Halo 2 anniversary remake. Mm-hmm. I think that's super silly that you guys did that, but whatever. I look past it at and, the end of the day. And I would say even even discussing this, like this gets me excited. It gets me content. 
on to mm-hmm. see what is going to happen with Infinite. You know, obviously bringing in certain affinity again, bringing in Joe Staden, and really hyping this up. And I'm hoping that we do see some more of these beautiful, gorgeous cutscenes from Blur mm-hmm. and, and other studios, and we just get a whole collab work that ends up basically the time they take off to redo everything. I th- hope that comes through, mm-hmm. and I hope we get like the quality of Halo 2A cutscenes, the quality of gunplay in this one. You know, like, like I hope they, mm-hmm. they take a little bit of it all and and really push it there because, man, their marketing budget, it's being drained right now. Yes, it is, which I get, which is crazy. That's a whole separate discussion, yeah. but... But that's my hope. Like I said, Halo 2A is really the pinnacle of visuals, uh, pinnacle of nostalgia. So uh, you want to give it a, a rating, Jesse? To rate it, I want to say probably... 8.5 or 9 out of 10. Okay. That's pretty good. I mean, if I had to go through with it, I would probably give it probably three cool dolls that I found when I was just kind of <laughs> going around not looking up the guides, but then I eventually found the rest of them. Divide that, though, by the amount of time I have to sit in stupid kill cam. I know people killed me. I don't care. But, but, but add in the addition of that SMG, which I do love. I love it a lot. And then um, bake it for two minutes at 350 with a sprinkling of just just chef's kiss beautifulness of the game probably out of halo 2 solid score thank you i think that's roughly what mine is as well that's about there's about a nine give or take yeah. but that was halo 2 anniversary research was conducted by jesse reiners and evan Barr. so shout out to evan for doing just phenomenal work on this episode yeah, and speaking of shout-outs, Jesse, speaking of speaking shout-outs, of shout-outs let's give a shout-out to our awesome patrons mm-hmm. who are keeping this podcast alive, keeping us pumped full. Keeping us alive. Yeah, we're actually, <laughs> we're actually on live support this entire time, <laughs> but those patrons keeping us alive. So if you want to join our Patreon, we have links all over the place, but we've got some cool content for you. We've got bonus episodes. We've got this stuff going on right here. You're hearing today, plus post-show we're about to record, you know, uh, art prints, exclusive game nights we just had so some really awesome stuff and obviously the shout outs want to thank them today we have Charles Zitter Tactics Skyjack Francis Harvey Chong Brendan Reshitar Angry Canadian ZZ Slipaway Grant Dillon Duststorm Mr. Choff Cohen Fong Feliciano Dragonfire James Gervasi Jonas DGamer1298 Alejandro Yamil Dilfix Quantum Easy That LL Gamer Guy Jamie Sneed McRae Austin Mega Thomas Goulding, Nick Hyman, Tuna0317, Richard Scanlon, Let Me Be Frank, McChief, and Welsh. We are now at 30 patrons as of this recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recently-ish eh, got 25, which hit a mile marker for Jesse and I on October 10th. That is Saturday at mm-hmm. 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. We will be streaming a legendary playthrough of Halo Combat Evolved. Oh, boy. Come watch us suffer. Come watch me lose my mind. Come watch us spiral into nothingness. Once again, October 10th, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. We'll start playing. Where can they find that at? You can find that at twitch.tv slash sourman70. S-O-U-R-M-A-N-7-0. That is where we'll be having it. We'll have a link in the description below and above and to the left and right, depending on where you're listening to this. Or on all our social channels. And where are those, Jesse? Yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as join our Discord. You know, the invite is in the link to this description. If it doesn't work for you for whatever reason, please send us a message on any of those social channels. We'd be happy to reply. Or if you just want to say, hey, podcast is awesome, or hey, podcast sucks. 
Let us know why. And of course, you can always find us on your AM FM radio at 58.3. Mm-hmm. The dog. <laughs> and, you know, if your you know, FM or AM radio is not working, we are on, you know, any and all podcast platforms. If you want to leave us a starred review or a written review, please do so on iTunes. That would greatly be appreciated. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, that was our coverage of Halo 2 Anniversary. Please stay tuned because our next episode will be Halo Spartan Strike. The best game. <laughs> and with that, I'm your host, Jesse Reiners. And I'm your host, Alex Kendall. And thank you for tuning in to Finish the Fight, a Halo podcast. I think we're just getting